here okay, go. on the Greasy Knuckles podcast. We keep things uh, not safe for work, 18 and older. Yeah, so this episode going forward from the beginning and everything thereafter and before, uh, <laughs> if you're, you know, your feelings get hurt, then you probably shouldn't listen. Yeah, if you're uh, just daggone stupid or if you're a snowflake or something, don't listen to it. Yeah, because it's probably going to upset you. Get yourself some uh, tequila and some man packs and hold on. All right. Let go. On this episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast, we're going to get into uh, shit. It goes off the rails pretty quick. But, yeah, real quick. Microdosing mushrooms, monkeypox, and mysterious men making marvelous movies about mayonnaise. No, not none of that. None of that, but... Mushrooms, yes. Mushrooms and the, I don't know, the stigma around the drugs. Yeah. Old Reefer Madness and old Bushy Jr., maybe. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit. And the largest cartel being politics. Ooh. Ooh, that was greasy. All right. So, uh, yeah. you want to close it out there? Just, uh, hang on to your seats because it's going to get greasy. That's right. Welcome back to the Greasy Knuckles podcast with Jimbo and J Bones. What the fuck? Lemon ricotta protein pancakes from IHOP. No. 37 grams of protein. Have you seen this ad? No. They're just trying to figure out what they can shovel down our necks that'll keep us alive. And it's easy. I mean, that's, that'd be the easiest, like, Soylent Green kind of setup almost. Well, I've seen the pancakes that have, like, 50 grams of protein. Like, and then they have that uh, protein mac and cheese. Yeah. And- Protein chips and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think with the pancakes, they're just trying to figure out what kind of slop they can feed us to keep us alive. So, you know. Maybe. I mean, that way. And think about it. If all they had to make was pancake batter, they didn't have to worry about making, like, cornbread mix or anything, you know? Eventually, it's just going to it's gonna come in like a shotgun where you just fucking. Like one big two on this. Yeah, like a fucking turkey baster. Yeah, and you just squeeze it out on your plate and slurp it up. Yeah. No, you don't even plates. Won't even be needed. No, it'll be like astronaut like, food. Yeah, like just space a, food. A just... tube. There you go. So the toothpaste and the waffle industries are in on it together. And we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. I, I'm Jimbo! And I'm Jimbo! No, I'm, I'm Jimbo! <laughs> we're going to go ahead and crack some caffeine because dick. God, I need it tonight. Thirsty. Mm, that was nice. Cheers, Cheers bud. Ooh. Make it run like a two-stroke. That's pretty good. I like how we're slowly getting strokes. like our little... That's sad, dude. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's at least three. So, yeah. I was, I was talking to the one kind of similar to that earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all, all it's going to take is for you to, because I was like, man, you know, she's pregnant, so she hasn't really been feeling good, but then mm-hmm. she'll have her days where she's mm-hmm. just jumping my bones, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'll get a full, like, week out of her where it's like, I can't get away from her, you right. know? And then it'll go for a dry spell for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and you know, like, 
if you're used to having sex once every few days, you can start to get into that that habit, you know, where it's like, oh, okay, a couple days, have sex, a couple days. And then if you get, you know, some cheeks every day, mm-hmm. you start to get into that habit. Yeah. So you're like, damn, I'm going a, I'm to a fucking bust this wide yeah. open today. And then they're like, oh, I don't feel too good. Yeah. Shit. And then it throws you all off, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, you kissed me and I busted mm-hmm. one. And I was like, man, that would be... She's like, oh, you know, would you would you want that? Like, you would you want to be that sensitive? I was like, fuck no. Like, yeah. can you imagine? I know life's got to be hard for those. Uh, what do they call them? Pre pre ejaculators. Premature evacuators. Premature evacuators. Yeah. You know, they just fucking start making out with a lady, and then they they bust. Like, yeah, it's like that jizz my pants song by Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah. jizz. In my pants. Man, that sounds good in here. Just in my pants, just in my pants. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, was, it made me think about that. I was like, man, it's kind of like that old question. Here's the question of the day for the Greasy Knuckles. Would you rather always be hard or never be able to get hard? What the fuck kind of question is that? I mean, it's the same just in my pants thing. Theo Vaughn had to answer it. was one of the most asked questions, like, would you rather always be hard or never? Or never get hard. Always. Always? Always. Dude, you gotta think how I don't even need to think about it. Like, it would hurt so fucking bad. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. But then at the same time, like... I don't get into many personal details, but like, I, I don't get blue balls, or I've never had blue balls, really. Like, it doesn't bother me. Anyways, that's just, we're getting, we're going, that's... What we're really going to talk about today was microdosing mushrooms. <laughs> and now we're talking about mushroom heads, and it's weird. That fucking bitch that I dated a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, keep going. She gave me fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I'm trying to change the subject. Just keep going. But yeah, but I think like from like the way the way that I've thought about this. Because obviously I have four kids, so I've been through these ups and downs you're talking about. Oh, I thought we were going a different route. No, I was going to go ahead and finish the thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was there was a point I wanted to make before I tried to get us away from this, is that I think that a lot of those a lot of people that have the problem with the premature evacuation, it's not always the guy's fault, because if you're not just like wearing it out yourself, if you're not just like pulling yourself around yeah. on your toes, then if you're only getting it like like I'm just going to use an extreme case like let's say you're only getting it once a month, right? Then it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be like that, and then and then and then I think the guy probably and then you know like you always it's not, I mean whatever I've heard it like a joke in movies I've never actually heard anybody say it like to me or to someone in, in real life but it's always like a joke in movies like well somebody can't last in the bedroom you know like well fuck if you're only if you feed a dog once a month he's gonna clean that bowl real quick you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. just saying it's like dude I had this buddy in the navy and. You know, we were talking and everything. We were on deployment, and I was like, "Man, once I get back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in it." You know? Yeah. And he was, he was like, "Yeah, I might be able to." I was like, "What? Might we? We've been gone for like five months at at this point." When mm-hmm. you know, when we were having this conversation, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes we do it on our anniversary, or like maybe for my birthday or something." I was like. So at most twice a year, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." No, like, what in the fuck? Like, I'd be maybe some people just don't need it, dude. 
Well, he needed it, but his wife was all about just, nah, nah, I was like, leave that bitch. Or at least have a talk with her. Be like, hey. <laughs> leave her or at least have a talk with her. Those are the options. I mean, if I was getting laid once a year. Yeah. Or maybe just, twice a year, I would definitely at least have a talk with her. That's a sad situation. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's like, that's almost as bad as a dude whose wife beats his ass. You know, like, that's just a horrible place to be in. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ladies, if you, if your man isn't able to take care of you for a good amount of time, start fucking him more. Do it on the regular. Get, get desensitized. That's yeah. all it is. Do an experiment. If you got two dogs, feed one of them every day and feed one of them once a week and watch the difference. <laughs> that one that gets it every day, gonna lay down in that bowl and lick it clean. That one that gets it once a week, gonna tear that shit up and go to sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> He's going to beat that bowl up for about 10 seconds. Just like, oh, 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 God, it's done. <laughs> like having long, loving tongue lashes like that one that's getting it every day. <laughs> yeah. By Micros. myself, I've done lots of mushrooms in my life. Really? I love mushrooms. I have not. They clearly would not be applicable in this setting. I mean, this setting, yes, but like out there trying to do my job, it just, I mean... I feel like I could fight through it, but just don't think that, I just don't think, you know, I'm not gonna say drugs and airplanes don't mix because I truly believe that we should be allowed to do whatever we want on our free time. Yeah. And just be sober when you come to work. I'm a huge advocate of that. So maybe I'll start a movement and just call it like marijuana for mix. Anyways, the, the micro dosing stuff, like I've done a lot, like I don't wanna say a lot of research because my research is like YouTube videos and, you know, yeah. Reddit. <laughs> So, I mean, what else would you get? But books? That's what you get through YouTube. But I have listened to like a lot of podcasts and interviews with people like Paul Stamets, yeah, who is just like an incredible mushroom guy. You know, he's he's written books, published papers, and done fifty years of research. A lot of it by eating mushrooms. Yeah. And from what I was listening to earlier, uh, the guy I was listening to that knows Paul Stamets, I guess, pretty good. He said that. He said that he that Paul Stamets microdoses just a few times a year. Hmm. Now, I don't know if that means like he's overindulging the rest of the time, like hero dosing, yeah, you know, like blasting off into space, or like no mushrooms. But he's a real big advocate of like the lion's mane, like not not just psilocybin mushrooms. Okay. So, but anyhow. They say you know they say it gives you like a competitive edge, pretty much. Like they're like that Joe Rogan fella he's got a kickboxer buddy what says he eats mushrooms all the time and kickboxes and it makes him feel like he can almost predict the moves that are coming at him like the punches and stuff mike tyson eats like handfuls of them shit he eats that shit like doing interviews like, yeah. like just like they're like holy shit that's a lot of mushrooms it's like no it's not it's like i used to eat bags Beep. like the, i can't say the word he said but you know so he yeah. said i used to eat bags but like See, yeah, I've, I've looked into mushrooms, like, I swore off psychedelics forever, but the more research that I've done into it, like, granted there's no, you know, Harvard University put out that mushrooms are good, you know, right. but like, back before it was criminalized, people just did mushrooms. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal, you know, yeah. and mushrooms weren't like this 
taboo fucking oh it's only for hippies kind of thing right. like they used it uh, I think it was Paul Samos he had like that fucking hat made out of mushrooms and yeah there's the, only one place in the world to get it there's yeah. like 12 women that can still make it or something yeah but it yeah. was like a fire starter it yeah. was waterproof like all this crazy shit yeah. and like it's the same thing with hemp you know right now we're finally starting to get back to like how it used to be yeah. where oh yeah you can use hemp and for hemp paper just in general for like books and shit so i heard the reason that one of the reasons like the main factors in making marijuana illegal was to destroy the hemp trade whenever nylon came on the scene like nylon ropes that, that was like because it was what like dupont or one of those huge influential yeah. families that they wanted they wanted everybody to use nylon ropes so that was one of the reasons they made marijuana and hemp or not marijuana and hemp but you know like the male and female plants but that's why they made them illegal i mean obviously they look at some any kind of like psychedelic or mind altering they want you to be a fucking cow like a zombie anyways i mean nobody wants you to think my charge wants you to expand your mind because i'm here to tell you that like you can come out of eating mushrooms on the other side like a profoundly different person yeah, like well, the Paul Stamets lost his lisp. You know, you heard that story, I'm sure. Well, it's it's like uh, salvia. Yeah, I, I would say any uh, strong hallucinogenic <clears throat> trip, like not like, oh, I'm gonna stay up for two days. Like you're not gonna have a good hallucinogenic trip. You're talking about just staying up until you hallucinate. Yeah, yeah, like two, three, four days, whatever. Like you're gonna start seeing shadow people. You know? Right, but. Having like a positive, like even a negative, but just a I've had them both very strong hallucinogenic trip. Like it will change how you think about shit. Yeah. Because before, uh, we'll just say a buddy of mine did, you know, salvia, salvia divinorum. Um, it was, it was completely a different person. Like, just thought of everything one way. Like, right. this is it. This is all we know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, right. you know, multi, you know, realities and all this other crazy shit is just all made up. Yeah. Just, but then, after you go into that realm and you're like, holy fuck. Like, my mind was blown. Yeah. You know, for fucking years yeah. after that. Like, it's not even... Because, yeah, you can smoke weed, but how many times... After you got done smoking weed, did you like remember that specific time? Right. For years. Right. Like maybe once if you like greened out or something, or yeah. got like stupid. Or just yeah, something or, happened. Like yeah, something crazy like, happened, something like that. But just a normal like, oh, I'm gonna go home, smoke a bowl, fucking pass out. Right. You're not gonna remember that, but no, that's having true. those like life-altering moments yeah. of and. That's why I've wanted to try DMT, but I've also been like terrified of it because people have like fucked up, you know, right. hallucinations on it. But yeah, I've heard some wild thing, wild stories about that stuff too. Yeah, like but I think I think what I liked more about mushrooms than like like the salvia, we'll say, is salvia is like being tossed into a bathtub full of ice water, like that, you know, like. Mushrooms is like getting into a warm bath, like one foot at a time, just kind of <laughs> easing in there and then being like, yeah, this is nice. Just not like, fuck, we're doing it now. You know, like, yeah. So that's what I, that's what I always enjoyed about it. I never, I didn't care for like acid 
or pills or like uh, ketamine or anything like that like that kind of the kind of synthetic almost chemical stuff like I know opioids are a derivative or they were in the beginning of opium but but like that kind of synthetic or chemical lab made kind of stuff just like acid was acid I think is a fun like party drug if you ask me there's a lot of people that have profound experiences on that too but I think you got to have like so much of the right setting and yeah. an idea of what you want to get out of it like well, what's scary about salvia versus mushrooms is salvia works off every sense. The, like, any little fucking input can alter your entire yeah. hallucination. Like, you could be talking to God and floating through the clouds, and then someone could, like, accidentally bump into you or yeah. something, and now you're thrown into hell. Or, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you're on a train track. Yeah, and even though you can't visually see anything while you're fucking tripping your mind off, yeah. like someone could wave their hand in front of your face or right. something and now like you're getting hit by a train and right. you're fucking like but it works off it's the only hallucinogenic drug out there that works off every sense of the body to yeah. affect the trip which is like that's why they say it's so fucking gnarly and scary because you don't know like something random that's, my, that's my point like a fly could land on your head and you're fucking ah yeah. like but it's like riding a rocket into space versus taking the elevator, which is mushrooms. You know? yeah. <laughs> You'll get there, just eventually. Or like, little boy, you're going to hell! So, but I think the microdosing aspect of it's really, uh, like obviously they're really starting to get into it more and more. Which is nice. They're doing a lot more research to show that it can help people with PTSD, anxiety, you know, like all kinds of shit. Like... And then what's crazy to me, this is how you know something is typically good if the government wants it banned. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because um, before, like in the 60s, it was completely legal. Like, you could grow them in your fucking garden right. if you wanted to, you know? Um, because they wanted to find out, like, oh, this could be the same thing with acid. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, we could use this as a mind control drug. And it was perfectly legal. Until they ran all the tests, did all the experiments, and figured out we can't control fucking anybody on this right. shit. Like, like the videos of them giving to the soldiers and stuff, and just yeah, turning them loose. There was a like, I, I listened to this guy do a presentation on it and stuff, and he's kind of like Paul Stamos, like, like know. a presentation on acid or no, no, a presentation no. under the effects of acid. So he's a like world-renowned fucking. Uh, not or what, whatever it's called where they study plants and mushrooms like and a, shit like that a fun fungologist like, fun, fungiologist no, but like uh, well like I think Timothy Leary was a biochemist or something like yeah, that yeah it was his but a mushrooms uh, I don't remember what it's called I don't remember the guy's name but yeah. he's been studying mushrooms for like 20 years now yeah um he didn't get into mushrooms until he was like 60. Yeah. But he's like, man, this this could help people. And he started learning about microdosing and how like these people with cancer and shit like that, like stage four terminal cancer, yeah. they're able to go into their own mind, like find the fear and like crush the fear. And then whenever they get back to like reality, they're just like, huh, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like, so that really got him intrigued because his dad was dying of stage four cancer mm -hmm. and he 
wanted to try it on his dad and get him get his dad to open up and talk to him about it, but he's just like, nah, get bent kind of thing. So he's like, fuck. So they started hanging out in like hospitals and stuff like that, yeah. talking with patients. And uh, he was learning about their trips on these fucking mushrooms. And he's like, you know, they all had almost the same trip, you know? Right. Um, so what it was is it would be like they'd go into their own mind and then like a third person almost ordeal and they would find like a big black box almost that was you know kind of worrying them yeah and then they would destroy it and it would break into like a million pieces and go away and that was like their fear contained inside themselves and then whenever they came back they were just like accepting of their fate they weren't like oh man I'm scared like I'm leaving behind my family all right. this other shit they were just like okay this is reality this is real this is gonna happen regardless of what I do and how I think so they would just accept like which is an insane like that's such a good thing for people that have no hope left you know like yeah. you're on your last fucking two weeks yeah, you're on your way out. you know like instead of being completely worried and just freaked out for the next two weeks you could just enjoy your time with your family you know for the next two weeks and then just pass on yeah so well even Paul Stamets mother I don't know if you heard her story she had double like breast cancer in both yeah. breasts and she used um she used turkey tail mushrooms like he got he talked her into taking it like obviously eating cleaner like lots of vegetables and whatever blah 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 like maybe even a raw food diet on top of it, but that and turkey tail mushrooms and like the TED talk that I watched that he did, he was telling that story and he brought his mom up on stage. Like she was there. Yeah. Like he was telling her story. Like she, he was telling the story like she was gone, you know, like, like almost like it was years ago. And he was like, she's actually here with us today. And she got up and walked up on stage with him, but, Damn. but she completely cured herself with mushrooms. Like, I know this this whole episode is not supposed to just be about different kinds of mushrooms, but well, no, I mean, but yeah, like microdosing and just the effects of mushrooms. Like, I don't know, it, it's I feel like it's a really good tool. Yeah, um, especially if the government goes, we can't control people on this shit. Yeah, get rid of it. It's right. The it's war on like drugs, that. like, because as soon as I got done with the whole like, oh well. All of our experiments failed. We can't control people on, you know, LSD or psilocybin. Yeah. So, all right, war on drugs. And then they just fucking, oh, people are jumping out of buildings when they get high. And all this other crazy shit. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that's of the devil. We can't, we can't do yeah. that, you know? So. Yeah, it's like Reefer Madness, that movie, that propaganda film they made back in the 50s or 40s or whatever. Yeah. You know, like the people were smoking joints and then killing each other and stuff. Yeah. And when they were seeing this on TV, like TV was reality. That's where you got your info. Yeah. It wasn't like, obviously nowadays we make it a joke like, oh, where do you get your facts? Probably from Fox or CNN. But back in the day, that was like, that was the truth. Yeah. They could have been like, hey, the fucking World War Z's happened or something happened like that where they they were playing. uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, and people that, thought it was invasion. like actually going yeah. on and start freaking the fuck out yeah. and like going and buying everything at the grocery store. And that store. was just a broadcast over the radio. Yeah. Like that wasn't even television, bro. That was fucking. But that caused mass panic yeah. and mayhem. Like now, 
we heard War of the Worlds come on or something similar, we'd be like, this is crazy. Yeah. But it wouldn't cause mass panic where we're all running to the grocery no. store and... They tell you the aliens have landed, so I'd just be like, see if they have any space weed. You know, like, yeah. nobody would fucking be concerned. I mean, obviously there'd be people that were concerned, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just think that it, it's all, it always seems that, like, the pluses outweigh the minuses, and then that's when the government's like, you can't have that. Well, and I, I feel like after these fucking 80 and 90 year old people work their way out of offices mm -hmm. of power, yeah. then we're definitely going to start getting a lot more, like, logical thinking of now that, because they're still from the era that believed the War of the, the Reef for Madness. You era, know, yeah. Reef for Madness and all that crazy shit. Yeah. They were the ones that bought into it, you know. I mean, and were influenced from a young age by it. Right. And then that's influenced them now to where they're like, oh no, weed is still the devil's cabbage. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, it's not. A lot of people use it for good. Granted, you have habitual smokers that are just high all of the time. But I think like but, a big correlation with that is looking at like someone who's like a... I don't, I don't want to say a, not a drug dealer, but like a thug type dude, you know, like a criminal that's just a piece of shit, robs people and smokes blunts all day and whatever, you know, mm -hmm. that that's, the, that's who they're using, like the poster child to show you how terrible this drug is. Like yeah. this, they're not talking about like the hippie that lives on the side of a mountain and grows all his own vegetables, you know, and shits in a hole in the ground. They're, they're fucking talking about fucking Elon Musk. Right. Like. Elon Musk smokes pot. Yeah. And that, that motherfucker is like, well, so, him, I think him and Bezos trade off on like... Who's number one at the time? Yeah, yeah, because he was the richest into that whole Twitter thing. Yeah. And then he dropped below Bezos or something like that. Yeah, or he decides to drop a billion dollars on a rocket or something. So yeah. obviously he loses some money, but yeah. But just like all the, all the nerds out in Silicon Valley, like a lot of them, Silicon, Silicon, whatever, they all... They all swear by microdosing. Lots mm -hmm. of them, like Bill Gates, even like there, there's rumors that that he was microdosing, and uh, what's the guy that died? Nerd Jesus, mm. Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him too. That didn't he die on a Segway, like one of those two wheeled fucking things, and he like running off the side of the mountain. Oh, I thought he died of like cancer or something. Huh, we need to do some fact checking. Fuck yeah, we do. I thought he crashed a That's... Segway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. two different sides of the pole. Dude. That's Albion and Shroom's logic. So. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I like I can personally attest to thinking that mushrooms are great. You know, like when I lived out in South Alabama, out in the middle of all them pine trees, mm -hmm. I used to take mushrooms. I used to eat mushrooms all the time and go like on walks, and it's just incredible. Like the the pine trees were incredible for first thing because I lived in the middle of like 175 acres of planted pine trees. Yeah. So you know how they like have a vanishing point. If you look down a row of pines, it's just like a long straight and it yep. disappears. Like the forest in Mortal Kombat, the first movie. So, but I mean, I used to eat those things and just take my dog out, you know, and like, I'd be gone for hours, just cruising yeah. around looking at bugs and shit, you know, like, but that's, that, that's what I mean. Like that's, that's the idea I have of mushrooms, not some crazy fucking psychotic killer that's tripping on mushrooms, which has never happened as far as I know, but like that's that's my idea is like you, you everything like you feel like everything makes sense like you just feel like I'm part of this whole thing like totally I don't want to sound like some kind of like tree hugger but you're like totally organic man like part of the good side of the system so well and there's like what sucks is there's not huge 
backed studies by like Harvard and shit like that. Like if we actually, if Harvard was granted the ability or like LSU or something, you know, a big school was granted the ability to be like, hey, you guys can have a controlled experiment with up to say 200 people. Yeah. Like one, people would be raising their hands like a motherfucker and be like, hey, I'm in college right now. I could use a little help. Yeah. Why not? You know? And they could just have a controlled experiment with 200 or so people get out there, do shrooms and everything. Because there's been like smaller case studies with like, you know, six people or whatever. Right. It wasn't backed by a nice, like, you know, credible organization. And, but even just in these small studies that were done pretty professionally, um, they raised like their critical thinking and yeah. shit by like twenty percent cognitive abilities. Yeah. Well, they say that the, the that's why microdosing is so effective is because you're getting enough. You're getting enough of the. There's three chemicals. I can't remember all three. There's psilocybin, psilocin, and I think the last one starts with an A. But the psilocin is what psilocybin turns into when you eat it. Okay. So, but there's there's already psilocin in. A psilocybin mushroom but your body like basically metabolizes psilocybin into psilocin all these words and then the the last one is like a like a derivative or a byproduct of psilocybin so it's all kind of the same shit but different inside the mushroom until you eat it yeah and then it can actually like they call it like the blood brain barrier i think so yeah. there's like chemicals can't actually get into your brain you know there's a barrier it can get in your blood but not actually pass through the fucking membranes or whatever to actually get inside your brain hole and psilocybin niacin's another one that can so paul stamets he recommends stacking it with niacin and lion's mane psilocybin when you do it oh shit that that's how you get them according to him like that from what i understand that's his belief not like a proven fact but he's saying that like um niacin gets niacin can get even into your nerve endings and part and psilocybin can too but he's saying that if you stack them together that it'll get into the nerve endings like even in your fingertips well yeah that's like if you've ever had a bunch of niacin yeah. at once you know you can we've all been down that road yeah where you, you take <laughs> a little too, test. <laughs> well if you take a little too much like pre-workout yeah you know it's loaded with niacin yeah start so itching and burning start itching and burning and yeah. everything like that so yeah I can see it like Right, but the, the, the point, I guess, where I was going with that was the psilocybin and even the lion's mane, which I took that stuff before. I want to start taking it again. I felt like it helped me, but it actually helps create neural pathways in your brain. Like, even if you're, like, I'm 40, so even if I'm 40, it actually, I can create new neural pathways in my brain much easier from the magic of magical mushrooms. Yeah, and the whole, like... There is a huge stigma on drugs and drug yeah. users and stuff like because it's thrown under this on purpose, yeah. thrown under this entire blanket category yeah. of like the class, oh, the class. they're drugs, yeah. regardless of like if they're harmful or if they're helpful right. or whatever, they're drugs at the end of the day. And you got all these older people that are like, oh well, they're fucking drugs. Yeah. No, no, Granny, it's it's caffeine. No, that's a fucking drug. Yeah. You know, like. Of but they don't think of caffeine being a drug because coffee makes the government shit tons of money. Right. And 
It's a stimulus. Same thing with sugar. Yeah. You know, it makes the government shit tons of money. Yeah. So. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is it, you know, people only want to categorize drugs as like, oh, they're hippies, they're thugs, they're right. you know, gangsters. They're Might as well all be heroin and yeah. of crack cocaine. Yep. It's all the same. And it's like, man, there's so much, so many like uh, PTSD, like regardless if it's, you know. Veterans, from, cops, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, like you can get PTSD from a car wreck. Yeah. You know, so, but all these PTSD people, people that are struggling with it have done microdosing and they've said it's, it's helped a lot. Yeah. But there's no like 100% factual from Harvard, you know, right. or Yale or whatever to back it up. So that's just like, well, it helps. And then some people are like, well, there's no, there's no proof of it. But you can't, you like, yeah, like there's, there's obviously not going to be any tangible proof until they, like you said, somebody, some reputable, I mean, that's another reason I think that dude, Paul Stamets, is very important to the whole, like, mushroom movement kind of thing. Yeah. Because he, I even heard him talking, like, for him to have psilocybin mushrooms in his laboratory to do any experiments, and that's not even on, like, a scale of, like, you know, a trial with, like you said, 200 people or something, that's just him, like, being able to dissect a mushroom and look into it and possess it to do things. He was talking about like the audits that he has, you know, like the government comes and they weigh out every gram of what he has. And it's only like two or I say two or three, I don't remember the number. We'll say 10 or 12 grams. It's not like, it's not like 20 pounds of mushrooms that he has, you know, it's, we'll call it a pound just for the sake of argument. It's not, it's, it's not as much as like some dudes probably growing in his garage that eats mushrooms all the time to trip. Yeah. And they're like, it's so regulated. They come in like, lay all your shit out to make sure he's not like just, I need these mushrooms from an experiment and then just eat mushrooms and have a great time. You know, they but, want to make sure that he's not just like doing something nefarious. Like, somebody like that though, think of all the money that the government is wasting. Yeah. On just trying to control somebody who wants to learn everything yeah. about it. Like, not just going, hey, government, yeah. I'm going to have 10 pounds. And like you said, just eat them and going to have a good time. Right. But wants to, like, see if this can help people and, like, all this other shit. They're wasting probably over a million dollars a year just going and auditing him to make sure. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. You're staying within bounds, right? Right. You're, you're you signed a paper saying you have 14 grams. Well, here's the experiment. Here's the logbook where I used a gram to do this. So let's weigh everything. Oh, 12.8 grams. What happened to that 0.2 grams, sir? Yeah. Did you eat that? And then it's like... No, it fucking probably fell on the floor. You know, like... <laughs> but it, it's crazy, dude. That's why I feel like everything should be legal. Like, yeah. Like Portland. Should... Yeah. I think Portland is a city. They legalize everything for yep. personal use. Like, What's the other can... place you're telling me where you can go to, like, prescribe you heroin or something? Were you telling me that? Well, I mean, I know you can go to fucking Mexico. But no, no, no. There's a, there's a, um, I think it's New York. Like they've opened clinics where you can go get heroin because it's, it's technically it's safer to give you heroin than for you to go buy it on the street because it's got fentanyl in it now. Yeah. And dirty needles and all that. I mean, needle exchange was an idea that came around a long time ago. I can remember being in Italy in 2000. One, two, and three when I was there, I guess. And the the needle bins were out, like in parks and stuff, where you could put used needles in them. Well, 
Dude, I've seen the one of the craziest like medical things I've seen in a long time, like an x-ray. It was showing an x-ray of uh, needles being broke off in the skin. And it was by like a heroin addict. Oh, and how they're like no, all around the body? Like it literally looked like this person just had hair all over their bones. Because, you know, obviously it doesn't pick up skin and x-ray. Yeah. But it was just fucking probably a thousand just broken needles in this person's skin. Yeah. Like at least. It's and crazy. it was nuts to see that. Like, but they have to keep using the same needle, you know, and yeah. they keep using it, fucking breaks off in their skin. Uh, well, yeah. it's not like they can- They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not like they're gonna go to the fucking, they have 40 collapsed veins. They're <laughs> not gonna go to the fucking doctor and be like, hey, can you pull this needle out? Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit. Sorry, these needles? These needles? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that was crazy to see. And that's also why, like, places are starting to consider just legalizing it, you know, for personal use and, you know, everything like that, because it's a lot safer. Yeah. And it, it cuts down on shit tons of crime. It cuts down on... Yeah, if you don't have to arrest people that are selling pot, because it hurts absolutely no one. Yeah. I mean, I think when, I think the last time I actually looked into it, America spent $14 billion a year just trying to regulate and and on marijuana on the war on marijuana i think it's 14 billion a year i think you know between like the atf or the fbi the police giving them all this fucking shit to try to find marijuana i mean obviously they're looking for other stuff too but i can't remember where i found it it was a few years ago but it was like categorized almost you know like by department how much of their resources were allocated to just marijuana stuff like that you know it's like Think if you legalize all drugs, personal use, whatever, and then like open to actual, cause like clinics, they have clinics in fucking California that yeah. are, people are like, oh, it's just a weed shop. And they go in there and it's like sophisticated yeah. as shit. Like it's not some dude with fucking drug It's like, Ernie. hey man, here's a dime bag. Like, you know, it's sophisticated yeah. as fuck. And so what if you had that for everything though? Crack, meth, heroin, and it's it's just like what we were talking about the other day. If you're underage and you're drinking, a lot of times you'll do it just because it's like the thrill of getting yeah. away with something you're not yeah. supposed to do. Right. A lot so, of people try weed and shit the first time like that. Yeah, but after, I don't know about you, but after I was like 22, I, I slowed my drinking way down. Like, yeah. just because it's so much easier to get, and it's not like a big deal if you're if you're drinking right nobody wants to drink alone you know that kind of thing yeah so but before anytime i could get my hands on oh, yeah. it I, was, I would just drink it and it was like that's that's kind of the same ruling with like i think the light just went off in there but i think it did i think it's um <laughs> just keep waiting for a face to pop up there oh, it just came back on But I think it's just like when I was like 16. We'll be right back for a. Uh... Oh, we need a commercial break, don't we? Then we're back. And we're back. Great, great ad. Loved it. So, uh, where were we? Where are we? What the fuck's going on? You're not real, man. So. You're not real, man. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I just feel like the pros outweigh the cons when it comes to microdosing. Yeah. And that the government needs to just eat a nut sack and get the fuck off my back. That's right. Just legalize everything. Survival of the fittest. Like, yeah. If you want to do heroin and ruin your fucking yeah. life, you should go for it. Like, I think people are going to do it anyways. It's always been like, I know that's a lot of people's argument, but that's always been my argument is that nobody gives a fuck if it's illegal. Yeah. They're going to do it because they want to, so we might as well quit wasting our fucking money trying to catch them. And, but see, without wasting our money, it's not like they're like, let's get all your money so we can put it to good use. The government's like, let's get all your money so we can give ourselves raises, yeah. so we can cut funding to where we should be funding places, right. oh, so we can give it to fucking Pakistan, Iraq, like, right. there was billions of dollars sent to like Iraq yeah, for the COVID-19 bill. Right. Like it was billions yeah. going to Iraq. I was like, what? Yeah. Where the fuck the do you think that went? Fuck. Like. You think it went to buying needles and masks and vaccines in Iraq? I think nope. we should have votes on that. Like from the people, not just these fucking Dude. politicians, but like, hey. Somebody needs to figure out how to completely revamp the whole voting process. And just like you just said, instead of like, the Senate voting, I think that's the dumbest thing ever when I say it out loud even. That the Senate or the House and whatever, they sit around and vote on laws. That's fucking retarded. You got some, some idiot who's a career politician who never did anything, maybe he was a lawyer for a few minutes or something and got into politics as, as a alderman or like a mayor of somewhere or like a small town type thing and worked his way up over 20 years to making hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars and deciding the fate of all the people who, like that idiot we know that said one day he's gonna run for president. Yeah, that's the kind of moron that's gonna make it in politics though. He'll be willing to take a bribe or willing to take shit, whatever. I, there should be like, it should be like a fucking like uh, like America's Got Talent or something, you know what I mean? Like call in and text one two three four to pass this bill. Yeah, and I mean I know like people so seedy with that fucking like. How do you think all these bills get passed and there's shit like billions of dollars going to Iraq for a COVID nineteen bill or right. you know shit like that? But that's what I mean. The reason they get passed by Democrats and Republicans is like, oh, well, I'll vote yes on that bill if it says this in it. Oh, yeah. I'll vote yes if it says this because they all want to get something out of it. And it's not like, hey, I want to help my state. I want to help my area. Like, nothing like that. It's like, hey, you know, I, just, I was told I'd get a million dollar bonus if we were able to pass this tax. So, if it's in there, yeah, I'll say yes to this COVID-19 bill. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I just mean, like, you're, you're right that the, the people who are um, proposing the bill, they're going to benefit from it. Like, they're, like, you know they're having these meetings just going, God damn, if I can just get, it, if I can just get this passed for this billions of dollars in COVID relief to Iraq, I'll be in charge of that program. I can just take all that money they're going to give and divvy it out to my homies who are going to do favors for me. You know, like, it's just bullshit. Like, I don't, 
I don't see how uh, it doesn't make any sense to me when I really think about how that system works. Yep. I was, trying to, I was trying to find this video, I don't know if I ever told you about it, that when these motherfuckers are voting like in Congress or whatever, and people, you know how like some people aren't there to vote for something. Like, yeah. They're just, you know, they're at their summer house or whatever. Oh, the, fucking... the sticks, did you ever see that? Yeah. They're like reaching over and voting for each other? Like, yeah. Like people that aren't able to come, they'll fucking reach over with their stick and vote right. yes. You ever seen that shit? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Because they just... have a yes or no button on their desk. Yeah. And not only that, that they have videos of these motherfuckers doing it and it's just like, yeah, that's just another day of politics. Yeah, that's just and the way it like... works. They're like reaching, like, they're reaching every desk around them that they can. Yep. Because they, they know, like, they know that, like, all right, I know who's going to say no to this bill. So we'll just wait until that person's not going to be here to propose it, and I'll vote yes on my stick. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. And then, oh, well, it, it was uh, 200 yeses to 100 noes. Yeah. Well, how many of those yeses were actually present? Right. It already gets passed by, let's say it squeaks through by 10 votes. And fucking 12 sticks were used. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking yeah. incredible. Like, I mean, I didn't want to go off on this po political tangent, but no. at the same time, like, it is something that needs to be talked about. Like, yeah, I don't, but it, see, it doesn't matter because, because we're, we're, we're saying that, we're saying like right now you and I have seen video of this happening. Like recognizable politicians doing this. Yep. And what happened? That's voter fraud. That's fraud, bro. Like, hands down, that's goddamn treason, if you ask me. Yep, but it doesn't matter. And then that, that one bitch that's in politics right now, she's like one of the head honchos. Nancy Pelosi? No, it wasn't Nancy Pelosi. The other kind. Hillary Clinton. No, no, no. She's like actively in politics right now. Um, AOC. No. A taxi order she, to the She's like, she's that old bitch. She's an old bitch. But anyways... She was the one like trying to push for that IRS audits after six hundred dollars in the bank and yeah, all that yeah. shit. I don't remember all their names. And the there's she it, was but... gonna head up the program, and they were like, "Do you really want this bitch in charge of your finances, like, in charge of your spending?" Right. And they want all this fucking yeah. power. I think like, I found it, but I think that's the one that shows them doing it. But yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy to me to think that. And the fact that the capital was supposed to be ours, like, yeah, yeah, granted, go ahead. I think them raiding the capital by, you know, whatever means is, it, it was kind of stupid, right? But the White House, all that shit that's just on complete lockdown, yeah, like, yeah. I was just about to say, just walk up in the White House and say, I want to talk to President Biden and see how fucking far you get. Yeah, you get fucking thrown on your face and handcuffed, black, white, Chinese, I don't give a fuck what color you are, man, woman. Transformer, what the fuck ever, you'll get fucking slammed and fucking stuffed. Like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, and that's bullshit. Yeah. This turned into a fucking political podcast all of a sudden, but... It is, but by God, someone needs to say it. Yeah, but everybody is saying it, you just can't do anything about it. Yeah. Because you, if you go up in there, the fucking Capitol Police will shoot you in the face, or <laughs> arrest you. But what I've a lot seen, of mercy. What I've seen is like... So, people automatically assume, like, Fox News could come out with, like, hey, Biden raped a kid yesterday. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, it's just Fox. Yeah. Because, oh, well, CNN is always going to 
push for Democrats. Fox News is always going to push for Republicans. Right. There's not Ugh. Ernie. Yeah. And NPR is supposed to be non-biased. Non-biased. We not all know true. how that goes. But it's always that like, oh well, Fox said it, so right. They're they've got an agenda. Yeah. It's not that in the middle, like, hey, this is fucking wrong, and people going, you know what? It is fucking wrong. Like, yeah. I mean, that motherfucker was, like, on TV several times sniffing kids. Yeah. Like, sniffing their heads. That's fucking weird. I don't give a fuck if he is, like, a creepy old grandpa or not. That's weird. Yeah. And he should have been called out. And every time they try to call him out about his piece of shit kid and his laptop and his cloud backup and crack with hookers and all this kind of stuff, he just refuses to answer. I'm not going to talk about that. Why not, motherfucker? walks away? Yeah. Like, How is that okay? And the, and usually, if you're the one yelling about it, you're the one that gets escorted out or arrested. Remember the veteran yelling at George Bush? Yeah. That video? You fucking killed my friends and stuff like that? And he yeah. got fucking, like, manhandled out of there. Is it, for I, all I the, want is an apology. Yeah, for telling the truth, though. It's like, all I want is an apology. That you shouldn't have sent us into war. Yeah. There were no WMDs. Yeah. And yeah. he's like... Nope. nope. Right. Get this motherfucker out of here. Yep. And I'm gonna go back to my ranch and pretend I'm a cowboy, even though I'm from New England. What a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I remember. You know what I remember about that? Like once I said that, it was called Operation Noble Eagle. Right. When I was stationed in Clovis, New Mexico, at Cannon Air Force Base. When he would go to his fucking ranch in Texas, we would have to pick two jets, two F-16s. If you were on those two jets, you were on 12-hour shifts. The whole time he was at his ranch, there were two, two armed F-16s patrolling the airspace. So when that piece of shit, that lying fucking piece of shit, would go to his stupid fucking ranch and play cowboy, I would have to work 12 hours if it was my jet. And usually if you were, you know, that is I wasn't a fuck up, but you know, I was a troublemaker kind of, so they'd pick people they didn't like really to do it. Operation Noble Eagle, 12 hours on, 12 hours off for as long as he stayed at his ranch. So he'd go to, I mean, in the summertime or whatever, when they, when they take their break, he'd go to his ranch for a fucking month. So for a month, I would have to work 12 on, 12 off, seven days a week until he fucking decided to leave. How is that motherfucker? that important to spend millions so many millions if you think about it like so we we calculated it up one time and this was years ago yeah in the, in the navy like so for jet fuel it's only like at that time it was like three or four dollars a gallon right like it wasn't that expensive right but when you're taking on thirteen thousand gallons yeah you know or 36,000 pounds of fuel right. or whatever. Like, it adds up super quick. Of course. Not to mention, if you go up for an hour, an F-18 can't land with a bunch of fuel on it. Right, so you gotta burn it off or they, dump it. They burn it or dump it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they'll go up sometimes with, say, 18,000 pounds of fuel. Yeah. And then, oh, well, we had something happen in flight. We gotta turn around and land. Yeah. Alright, they gotta dump fucking 16,000 yeah. pounds of fuel, they'll land with like 2.1. Right. 2,100 pounds. And right. it's like, all that just fucking 
yeah. into the air. You're looking at thousands of dollars an hour to operate these things. Yeah. And so for a president to want to go play cowboy. Yeah, because that's all I did. It costs millions of yeah. dollars to have two of them bitches 12 hours Pilot on 12 hours off, like As a matter of fact, I misspoke. It was four. Because they went in pairs. So it was one, they had to alternate pairs so that they always had a wingman. So it was actually four of them. That is crazy. Because there was a, there's, because the, the way it worked was there's 12 hour patrol. 24 hour patrol, sorry, right? So two, two of them would take off, relieve the two that are already patrolling. Those two would come back and land, and if they weren't broken, you know, you do the pre-flight and all the whatever, servicing, and get them ready to turn. So, let's say, I don't remember how long the flight was to get there. It wasn't long, because they got goddamn 30,000 pounds of thrust and afterburners. I mean, they yeah. probably could get there in 10 minutes. So, you know, they're on the ground for eight hours, we'll say, nine hours. They fly out and relieve those two, and there's a constant rotation, but I forgot, it's two and two, so there's four actually involved. That is wild. Yep. That is fucking wild. So there were times where he would stay out there for a month at camp, whatever the fuck he called it. Camp, what was his ranch called? I don't know. Neverland Ranch, whatever. But he's out there, he's out there fucking diddling kids and doing whatever he's doing, you know, finger banging horses. Killing. Yeah, finger banging yeah. horses in the ass. And we're fucking working 12 on 12 off, which is not even about my time because I wasn't at war. I mean, I was just going to work pretty much. Yeah. But still, it just used to piss me off thinking, fuck this guy, to just be like, hey, I'm gonna pop out to the ranch for a couple of weeks and I'm hanging out there. Me and fucking Tricky Dick, whatever. So, yeah. And then another thing, before, like, fuck Biden. I think pretty much everybody is on agreement <laughs> with that. Yeah. But, like, that's not even political anymore. That's just a fucking true statement. Fuck this. I don't, I don't. I'm going over. I was just yeah. out there fucking scratching my head. But, uh, so anyways, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. But, yeah, so fuck Biden, first of all. But that sorry sack of dog shit got so many troops killed with just pulling out. Like, Trump already had a fucking plan. Yeah. Pull and granted, Trump wasn't perfect. Right. And I'm not like... Oh, fucking Trump! But he had an exit strategy. He had an exit strategy. And he was like, hey, you know, with the Taliban, like, you motherfuckers do anything crazy? People feared Trump yeah. because he was like, I will fucking murk you guys. Yeah. So he had an exit strategy. And it was coming into place. Like, we were supposed to pull out fucking March of this year or yep. some shit. And there was years that had gone by without a soldier killed. Yeah. And then Biden gets in there, oh, go just, back and do it. And just like, jerk the plug out of the wall. Yeah, yeah. Just jerk it out. And sure as shit, 13 soldiers, well, not just soldiers, because yeah. there were sailors in there too, and a Marine. Right, right. But like, I get what you're saying. Service yeah, members. 13 service members die like yeah. that. And man, the news was all over, all yeah. about it for like a week. Yeah. And it just, it disappeared, like, without a trace. Yeah. You know, they just, they were running stories on it consistently yeah. for like a week or two. And yeah. then it was like, well, that's fake. That's old news now. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And then there's little clips of him at like memorials and funerals looking at his watch and yawning and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's got better places to be. Man, fuck that and shit. And they cover that for like six hours. 
Yeah. And it's only Fox, so people are like, ah, it's out of context. Yeah. Fox hates him anyways. Right. He was probably at a lunch somewhere. Yeah, and then CNN's like, he wasn't checking his watch, and then that's it. Right. Now it's on to fucking the next next thing. Next fuck up. Oh, <laughs> transgender rights. We need more rights. And yeah. They're they're tr- they're talking about this monkeypox, which is yeah the fucking in the ass right of gay orgies. That right. Like spreads it, you know. It's like predominantly gay men get it from anal sex. Ninety-seven yeah. percent of all confirmed monkeypox cases are gay men right. that have had butt sex. Right. So I'm not worried about it. No. <laughs> and but about they're talking box. about like, oh no, we'll see the stigma around this, and they're like, it's not a fucking stigma. Right. They're saying it's, it's like a homophobic. It's homophobic to say that it's like a gay thing. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. And then it's like. There's no stigma around it. If 97% of men um, had their balls fall off at 60 years old, you wouldn't say, well, there's a stigma because yeah. it can't affect women, too. Right. right? No. It's, it's a fucking thing. You know, like... It's just the whole facts. Don't care about your feelings. Yeah. And they're like, we need to get rid of the stigma because it's going to cause... And they just... Did a emergency, like a state of emergency, for this monkeypox to get more vaccines yeah. because they want to get rid of the stigma around it just affecting. Right, they want everybody to get it. Yeah, the vaccine. So they're like, hey, let's get rid of the stigma. That way, yeah. everybody is safe. It's just like, it's like I'm fucking safe. Yeah, dog. I'm like, fine. You know, and even the the World Health Organization or whatever put out like touching. Oh yeah, I the, saw all that shit. The butthole the guidelines. The, yeah, the anal yeah. gland, blah blah blah, and it was like Cover your all wounds. of this stuff about like gay shit, right? Which right. is perfectly fine if you want to do that. But and then the like, oh, but it can also you know, yeah, sneezing, but anybody could get or, it. Really. You know, anybody could get it's it. It's just like when one person fucks up at work, and instead of calling that one person out, they have a meeting and say. We're all, we all need to do better. Yeah. No, uh, motherfucker. You fucked up. You fucked right. up. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, you got any closing thoughts there, Jimbo? Uh, I don't believe so. No? Fuck Joe Biden. That fucking bitch. Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be mine too. Fuck Joe Biden, and um, it's very easy to avoid monkeypox. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I guess it depends on your life's, lifestyle. But, no, no, uh, it's very easy to avoid. <laughs> well, for you and I. Well, and if you told easy. me that sticking my dick in a cactus would get splinter or spines in it, I probably wouldn't stick my dick in a cactus. Yeah. So I don't have any spines in my dick. That's Just right. Just saying. All right. But that's going to be it from us here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. Remember, if you're going to get greasy, go knuckles deep. That's right. Here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast, we do... Love everybody at the end of the day. We might be dickheads, we might be shitbags, but we love everybody. So if you or a loved one or anything is having thoughts of suicide or going through addiction, anything, and you're a veteran, uh, please, please reach out. It's 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Uh, That's the Veterans Crisis Hotline. Or you can go to the veteranscrisisline.net, all one word, or text 838-255, or call the VA, or call the Greasy Knuckles. Do something. Help yourself. Do something and reach out, man, because 22 a day is 22 too many.
That's a tongue twister. Stay greasy. See ya. It's like a hot dog flying through the air.